I'm Elena. And I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. A Riverdale recap podcast. Yeah. So uh, this is our fifth episode, and we just watched Chapter 5, Heart of Darkness. Darkness. No parents. Well, no, no, just dead brothers. There's way too many parents. Way too many parents. <laughs> too uh, many dead brothers. This one's directed by Jesse Warren and written by Ross Maxwell. This episode, mm-hmm. we open on Jughead's voiceover. And apparently the Blossom home is haunted. It's the creepy haunted house on the hill. Thorndale. House perhaps on a haunted hill. They didn't quite get the words in the right order, but we it, know what you It looks like. We like, know what you mean, Juggy. Stephen King, like, rose red type shit. <laughs> no, they, they were going hard into Crimson Peak, Guillermo del Toro, all over that, this piece. That too. Both, <laughs> both are appropriate. Both are appropriate. So, so in this opening sequence, my only thought was, is Cheryl a vampire? Because she seems like a vampire. She's Kinda walking does. around with giant candlesticks while, like, lightning crashes. <laughs> And she says shit like, or no, Jughead says, linked in death, even as they were in life. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And like, Cheryl's walking through with a candlestick, and all of a sudden, there's zombie Jason. Yeah, she, she opens the casket to see that he clawed his way out, and now he's like, oh, zombie attack. And then she wakes up. Of course, we can't have anything too nice. Sleeping in his bed. Yeah. No more sleeping in Jason's bed, says Mama Blossom. This has been a recurring problem. Cheryl, that's creepy. Yeah, it's it might be creepier now that he's dead than back when he was alive, but that's debatable. It's, I mean, I guess it's better than the coffin. Like, if she would have woken up and have just been in his empty coffin, that would have been really weird. Yeah, vampire theory confirmed. <laughs> uh, Cheryl's mom also tells her at the beginning that she will not be st- speaking at the memorial right. for Jason because she cannot bring any more shame on the family. Kevin is now chilling with Betty and Jughead, uh-huh. helping them build their own murder board. Mm-hmm. As he tells the story, like not only was the board burgled, mm-hmm. but uh, all sorts of evidence was taken. Uh, recordings of witness interviews, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And then there's also Archie, who's punching a punching bag shirtless. Oh, he punches it so good. He's so glistening. He's so concerned with doing good at football to get college scholarships as a sophomore. You're not a sophomore. No sophomore looks like that. (laughs) He needs to get really good at football so he can get a scholarship to go to college and enroll in the music program so he can get really good at music. Yeah. This is his long-term plan. Yes. Focus, Archie. Just focus. Punch the bag. Punch the bag. Oh, so, uh, Betty also gets a date. Yeah, with Trev. Trev is uh, Valerie's brother. We haven't talked about Valerie. She is a member of the Pussycats. She's one of the two silent members, the non-Josie members. Until this episode. Until this episode, Valerie we're, finally has lines. We're going to be talking about it shortly. And when she's all like, oh, God, date with him. And Ke- the look on Kevin's face. Like, date? Someone other than Archie? Really? What? 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 His hair is the wrong color. No. No. I love Kevin. 
We all love Kevin here. Archie really wants to become captain, and so we see him, you know, at a, at a practice scrimmage. And it turns out Archie really sucks at football all of a sudden. He's having a really bad time of it. And apparently Archie and Reggie are up against each other yeah. for captain. I, I guess the coach's plan is to take the player who's most eager but really, really bad and pit him one-on-one -on -one against a, a player who's almost as eager but actually very good at football. <laughs> I don't understand this coaching technique. I don't see how that's going to benefit um, the team. Uh, but it's what happened. Then we go over to Pops, where yes. Archie's dad is picking up some food, and then he asks Veronica's mama out mm -hmm. on a date, and she's all like, but I'm married. And he's like, but wait, what about the drive-in? What was that? Did one third of a movie mean nothing to you? And he just takes his food and leaves. <laughs> And I'm like, come come on, like, you you went out on a date with him already. You can't be concerned about this now. <laughs> I know you were using him, but you should have thought this through. Those Andrew boys, they're like little puppy dogs. They keep following you around all the time. Yeah. She's probably at least, what, three, four months older than him? They're all into older women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like someone. Yes. <laughs> Five months. Good job. You little baby. We're the same age for another two weeks. Little baby. <laughs> Robbing the cradle. That's what I'm doing. You don't get to say that for another two weeks. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at Riverdale High. Uh-huh. Uh, it's lunchtime, and so Veronica is, is playfully ribbing uh, Betty about that date. And we also see Valerie give Archie the phone number of, of this songwriter who's in town, like, being a guest lecturer at the local college. Something like that. Something like that. And it's all like, well, you, you know, here's his number. You should call him. He, he could tutor you as well. Mm -hmm. not, not like tutor booty type thing. No. But just tutoring. <laughs> all above the board. All above the waist. Completely normal tutoring. Oh, oh, oh. This is when, like, Veronica asks uh, Archie how, um, like, PG's going. Yeah. <laughs> and he's all confused. And she's like, what? Like, post Miss Grundy. How's that going? He doesn't have an answer. No, he doesn't. He didn't seem very amused. I thought no. it was good. My, my favorite part of this, though, is uh, the way Valerie just sort of tucks the phone number into like, his breast pocket go. and gives him a little tap. I was waiting for it to be like her number, like, call me. Yeah, call me for Appar this other guy's appar number. Apparently he already has her number. It's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. But speaking of, of people getting invited. Oh, this is my favorite. Cheryl shows up with invitations for the memorial service. She wanted to formally invite them to the memorial with these black matte envelopes with, with red ribbon and a wax red seal on them. Yes. They were incredible. That's not how you get invited to a funeral. That's how you get invited to the most dangerous game. <laughs> You're going to be given two weeks of supplies and a knife, and someone's going to come shoot you. And then she tells him about how they will be searching bags to make sure no one steals the candlesticks. That was specifically to Veronica, though. Yes. But... And then Betty has to remind them, like, her, her brother did die. We need to be we nice. We need to be nice. Veronica tries to make peace. She tries to bury whatever sort of irrational hatchet there is. Yes. And the price for this is an invitation to a pre-memorial service sleepover. Yep. 
Because Cheryl doesn't want to be alone the night before they rebury her brother. And Veronica agrees. She says, okay. She tries so hard. She tries irrationally hard. Veronica is is indomitable. I, I did like how she was like, can we be friends? Can we, can we just be frenemies? Like anything. Like, can you at least stop being a giant asshole if we all don't, the time? If we don't do this, it'll lead to both of our demises. We just need a... Over the Reichenbach Falls. <laughs> so then Archie calls the teacher mm-hmm. and makes like an appointment with him. And the next thing we see is him meeting with him. And he's very, very serious. Very and very yes. like, well, you're not spending enough time with your music. Only and, a few hours every day. You know, before I got discovered, I, I was spending all day with my music and working all night in a bar. And I'm just like, he's a sophomore. He can't work in a bar. <laughs> Uh, he has to go to school. This this Oscar does have some interesting preconceived notions. And so then he's like, well, I want to see all your music written out. In, in musical notations. In musical notations. And he's all like, uh, but Mara, what? Huh? Don't got time for that. So he's got a cram for his, his music examination. Yeah. Uh, we, we also see some prep for the memorial service. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the Blossom family and Sheriff Keller, and it turns out that the whole guest list is made of their suspects. They invited their murder list. Yes. Their murderer list. These are everyone that could have killed him, because including the people who like didn't live in this town at the time. <laughs> Apparently, the, the Blossom family are, are big fans of Agatha Christie. They're trying to make <laughs> this work. So then uh, we jump to Pops, where Trev and Betty are having their date. Are having their date. But once again, this isn't a real date. Yeah. Trev's getting pumped for info. Yeah. Apparently, anytime Betty Cooper shows romantic interest in someone, they should be very suspicious. Yes. So he starts telling her about how Jason started acting weird mm-hmm. and was keeping secrets and they stopped hanging out and Jason was selling stuff like all his possessions. And then he was dealing drugs. And Betty finds this very interesting. Yeah. Like, what's... What's, what's the richest kid in town got to be selling dope for? Yeah. Uh, so then, Val, we see Val helping Archie write down his music mm-hmm. in his bedroom. And then his dad walks in. And it's another great dad scene. Ah, I love it. He's the best uh, dad. He's all like... Says a bunch of stuff. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to close this. Well, not all the way. Just a little bit. I, okay, I'm going to go now. <laughs> And then he like leaves, and then he does like a. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna peek back in, peek back in. While, okay. while he walks down the stairs, just. <laughs> I love him so much. I, I think he looks like a tiny lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> Betty yeah. is actually fixing a car with her dad, and is all like, "Hey, can we talk about Polly?" Yeah, she has new information. And she's like, "What? What happened? What? What went on? Mm-hmm. What did Jason do?" And then Papa Cooper spills some beans. He spills some beans. Yeah, they they had a fight. He doesn't know what it was about, or that's what he says. Mm-hmm. And Polly took it very, very hard. Uh, and he caught her in the middle of a suicide attempt. Yep. So there's your requisite things get awkwardly heavy for both Riverdale and us here at Sex Archie. Yeah. So uh, let's have a quick pause, and later we'll make jokes again. 
So the next scene. So the next scene is Betty and Jughead uh, back uh, in the school next to the murder wall talking about, well, why why would Jason run away? And Betty's all like, well, his parents are freaking crazy. And Jughead brings up the fact, well, if he was dealing drugs, maybe he had to run away from from drug dealers. Drug dealers. Jughead also makes the argument that, yeah, but the parents have always been crazy. There must have been some incident, some yes. like specific event. And then he brings the fact we'll have to ask Jason. And Betty's like, what? Like a seance? And I'm thinking, yes, yes, seance, yes, seance. Come on, come on. And then he's like, no, we're going to sneak into his room during the memorial. And I'm like, <laughs> Aww. I want full on seance. Like go to the cult in the woods Get a witch to come back with you. Have a full seance. Bring Jason out from the underworld. No, I just... No, 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 no. Forget the cult in the woods. I know that's hard for you. But what we need to do is we need to get some brand synergy. We need to cross-promote with the Ouija film from a year or two yeah, ago. Yeah, We need to invite the, not just, like, Hasbro, but the actual characters from Ouija, the feature-length yeah. commercial. Yeah. And make this happen. Can I bring up something now? Yes. Where the fuck is Jughead living? Well, Where is he living? It's a good thing you brought it up because this episode doesn't. We're just supposed to stew in that mystery. Nothing. Nothing is said the whole entire time about where the fuck Jughead is living. This is killing me. I need to know. But what I do know is that uh, in the next football practice, Archie has gotten even worse at football. He did. He did get worse. Not only are, are he and Reggie paired uh, competing against each other for the captaincy, uh, Archie's a receiver and uh, uh, Reggie's a defensive end. So they're actually just creaming each other on the field. I say yeah. each other. It's very one-sided. Yeah, Archie didn't study his uh, plays. He wrote them all and on his hand in uh, a ballpoint and he sweated it all and off. And then he just keeps like getting his hand jabbed. But then, then Reggie like sees that his mm -hmm. hand is hurting and he's like, you need to sit this out. You're just going to get hurt more. And Archie's like, no, no, that's what you want. That's what you want me to do. And Reggie is just like, dude, you're going to fucking hurt your arm. It's a very Mighty Ducks 2 moment when he, when he spins the stick. Reggie was being nice. Yeah. He was like, don't get hurt. He was all ready to call the coach over and be like, he needs to see a doctor. And Archie's Please all like, get him no. an ace bandage and some ice. Yeah. He catches a total of one ball the entire practice. Yep. Your captain candidate, ladies and gentlemen. So then Archie goes back and sees the music teacher again, who's like, your music is juvenile. It's, it's bad. It's, it's rushed. It's not good. No, he calls it nice, but in the most condescending tone of voice. He did not mean nice. Or, or no, it was, they're fine. He meant nothing good. He was like, this is shit, crap, terribleness. That's what everything coming out of his mouth meant. He's so incredibly belittling. I, he's like, oh, well, Miss Grundy said. She must have connected with you in a way I don't see us doing. I would hope. I would hope he's moved past that point in his life. I hope he makes better choices than she does. I think you're even older than Miss Grundy. That oh, would yeah. be even worse. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So then we cut to Veronica at Cheryl's for the sleepover, mm -hmm. and she is sitting around this table. I with love, I absolutely adore awkward dinner parties in every show. <laughs> Me too. 
point. It was like the one oh, good part of Grace so Point. Good. It's the best part of uh, the first season of Mr. Robot. Oh, awkward yes. dinner scene. Oh, I love awkward, awkward dinner, dinner scenes. Awkward dinner scenes are wonderful. This Fargo has a few. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for Fargo season three. But so so you got Veronica and Cheryl and Ma and Pa Blossom and, and then Silent Grandma. Silent Grandma. Who you only see from behind. Yes. The parents are not happy that Veronica is there, especially Mama Blossom, who's all like, like, Veronica tries to say, oh, thank you for having me. She's like, well, it's not our choice, type thing. Veronica's also not very happy to be the only person invited. Yeah, like, I thought there would be other people here. You know how teenagers do, maybe? No? Okay. And then... Daddy Blossom starts questioning Veronica about her dad and like, yeah. wow, that must have been so hard having him arrested and pulled out of your life and handcuffed and taken away in front of everyone that you ever know, in front of the media, huh? That was hard, right? Right? He also shares an interesting fact about the history of the town, that it was founded on the maple syrup industry. Yes. And that's how Sweetwater River got its name. You should ask your dad about that sometime, if you ever see him again. <laughs> about syrup? If it's Sweetwater River, does that mean they were dumping the syrup in the river? And if they were dumping the syrup in the river, they're very bad at the syrup business. <laughs> they're very bad. So then Veronica says this thing about how, like, she she's glad they all get to say goodbye to Jason. Because the hardest thing she had was not being able to say goodbye to her father, though her father's not dead. And then Mama Blossom he says... He doesn't get that many phone calls, I guess. Mama Blossom says some shit that's like... Well, Cheryl's not going to get to do that again. She already got to say goodbye when she rode him across the river. To his death. Like, what the fuck? Alice Cooper is not in this episode, but I think she might be possessing Mrs. Blossom. <laughs> Mrs. Blossom's a scary fucking woman. Like some sort of spectral marionette. So then we cut to Veronica's mom at Pops cleaning she, up. Yeah, she's closing up, cleaning up. And suddenly there's a box in the middle of the diner. And she goes to open it, and she just screams. <laughs> and I was just expecting it to be... Like a severed hand. Her husband's head. But no, it was a snake. She, it's a scary snake. Step one, you put a hole in the box yeah. so it can breathe. It can breathe. And Little hole, so it just can't get out. And eat mice. Yeah. Step two, you put a snake in the box. Uh-huh. Step two, you close the box. <laughs> Step three... You got a snake in a box. You you leave it at a diner for a woman to scream bloody murder <laughs> and think that she's going to find, like, something severed. Mm -hmm. Who knows what it might be. There's many things you can put in a box. Well, this anaconda don't want none unless it's between two buns, hun, which is why it's at Pop's Chocolate Shop. Because it wants to become a burger? Home of the greatest burgers in Riverdale. Snake burgers. Home of the only burgers in Riverdale. <laughs> So then we cut to Betty, who's, like, climbing down the stairs, and there's, like, voices in the background, and all of a sudden she's just like, Polly? Polly? Has Polly come home? And you're like, is she fucking imagining stuff? Like, what is that? Is Polly locked in the basement? No, it's sort just of. Betty's dad watching home videos. And drinking alone, just watching yeah. home movies of Polly. Like a normal person does. Yeah. So then it's time for Veronica and Cheryl's sleepover. And they're in their pajamas, the, including the sleep... Ver Veronica's pearls. Veronica yes. sleeps in pearls. She mm -hmm. doesn't take them off. So you know. They're all she has of her old life. That and her many, many outfits. Yes. 
So they have a big long conversation, uh, and and my my question is, how much money did Cheryl spend at the salon for that perfect sleepover look? Yeah, <laughs> she has impeccable hair she for just does. like playing truth or dare and watching old movies. Her hair is amazing; like it's so long and amazing. It is perfectly styled all the time. <laughs> Veronica brings up the fact that like Cheryl should be able to say goodbye. She's like, I'll, like I'll help you at the memorial tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. you need to be able to say goodbye. What can your parents do? Like they can do their worst. And Cheryl's like, oh, they'll kill me. And is she joking or serious? I think she's serious. I think she's dead serious you- that they will kill her. <laughs> what if they kill the first one? Probably they did. want to get a matched set of dead kids. Hermione Lodge called Archie's dad to come That's save her right. from the snake, but is then like, oh, don't get involved. It's the serpents. She's afraid to go to the cops. Yes. Or animal control. I love that he does point out, could you just like call the, the dog catcher? <laughs> Take the snake. It's just a loop on a stick. It'll fit any kind of animal. <laughs> then we get to memorial prep and we get Jughead picking Betty up mm-hmm. and asking if she's ready to enter the belly of the beast. Betty's got some good funeral hair. Jughead has a suit. But like normal people funeral. Yeah, Yeah. he's got an ill-fitting suit. Where did it come from? Where is he living? Did he have that suit in his backpack when he left his home? (laughs) Yeah, last week we saw him carry everything he owns, apparently. I think he he lifted the suit from, like, the back of a a big and tall store. That's why it's sort of slumping off. I have so many questions. They are not (laughs) answering them. (gasps) We get to the guests arriving for the memorial. Yeah. And Mama Blossom. Yeah, she she hugs uh, Hermione Lodge. Mama Lodge offers, you know, some some polite sympathies, all the typical uh, uh, niceties. And I wish I wrote down the exact quote, but it seems like the Blossoms think Hiram Lodge called in a hit on their son. Yeah, yeah, it does. (laughs) It really does. It was something about like, well, you should ask like your husband about that or something. I bet he's very proud. What? And it was one of those, like... For what purpose? Hug. And then as you start to let go, she just, like, grabs her arm and doesn't let her go and is talking through her teeth and telling her these things. I need to see a show just about the parents. Get rid of all the teens. (laughs) Split them into two half-hour shows. Because then I can get more Jughead and my questions can be answered. (laughs) And then Archie gives Mama Blossom Jason's jersey. But as he's going to do this, she just, like, startles and, like, looks at him. And then she reaches up and touches his hair mm-hmm. and talks about how much he looks like him. And it's really fucking creepy. <laughs> and meanwhile, Jughead and Kevin and all them are just watching this, like, what the fuck? I love that everybody's wearing their black suits and their black dresses. And there's Archie in his Letterman jacket. He like- only owns one jacket. Come on, dog. It's like when we went to our friend's wedding in October, and I only packed one jacket for Pennsylvania because it was 80 degrees. But then, and then it suddenly then, wasn't. Then it was 40, and well, I have to wear this this like running jacket to a wedding because this is all I packed. And I'm going to wear a blanket around my waist because it's freezing. Yeah, but Archie lives there, and it was indoors. So it's, that's two reasons it's, it's the, not the same it's thing. the only jacket he owns. He just had to go from his jalopy to the door. He didn't need the Letterman jacket. Fuck, I get it. Huh. It's the only thing in his TV show wardrobe that has the R. 
So. So that's like his comic outfit is an R shirt. It, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So Damn it. then, uh,. He, he goes and sits back down really far away from Mama Blossom, and they're all like, did she just touch her hair? And uh, Betty sees her dad and Papa Blossom talking. It seems very tense, but we it don't does. make it out. And then Cheryl enters. They're both drinking a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, Betty's dad might have a problem. Yeah. So then Cheryl enters. Yes. And Cheryl... Cheryl's the second exception to what I said a second ago. <laughs> because we, we saw her. Like, Veronica went and checked on her, and she was, like, in her black morning outfit with her, like, netting over her face. Now, suddenly, Cheryl's all in white. She's in her all-white picnic outfit, the same clothes she wore when Jason uh, uh, fell into the river. The last time she saw him. Mm-hmm. Though she's wearing it now, and she feels like he's there. Yes. Cheryl, you're creepy. It's incredibly creepy. And she begin what. She, she doesn't just walk in. She walks into, like, a slow, dreamy cover of the song Shout. And then she gets to the podium before her parents can, and she takes over the memorial. She gives the forbidden eulogy. Yeah. Which isn't really out of the ordinary for someone mourning a sibling. It's, no. I don't know what her parents were afraid of. They're clearly irrational people. Yeah. But, yeah, she does break down, and she weeps over the casket. As one would expect from the hyper-dramatic devil woman that is Cheryl yes. Blossom. So then uh, Mama Blossom's all like, okay, let's go have a light dinner in the other room. Okay, the end. This is the shortest yeah. memorial ever. <laughs> if you're keeping track, it was a two-minute service. They really want to cut to the Agatha Christie part. So then people are milling about, mm-hmm. and Hermione Lodge runs into Archie's dad. And he's all like, oh, hey, guess what? I have uh, that job opening still open, and there's no snakes. And she accepts and hugs him really long time. Really long. Yeah. Mm. And then, then, yes. my favorite part, uh, <laughs> yes. Jughead and Betty sneak in. They enact their plan. To Jason's room. And they're all like, where where do boys hide stuff? Where can we look? And they're like, looking for stuff. I, w- I was expecting a secret passage to the kitchen or perhaps yeah. the billiard room. Yeah. But what we get is grandma. Secret grandma. Grandma popping Hiding out. Hiding in the corner. And grandma is first off really fucking creepy. I kind of think grandma's a ghost that just everyone can see. <laughs> she has the shock of white hair except for one <laughs> tiny stripe of like fire engine yes. red. Like the less... The rest of the blossoms. Grandma also looks like the like crypt keeper. A little bit. She's a um, very withered old woman. Grandma thinks that Betty is Polly. So do I, Grandma. And uh, she's all like, "You're not ri- wearing the ring. <gasps> Don't tell Mama Blossom I gave it to you. She will snip it off your finger." What the fuck? It turns out that Jason and Polly had a secret engagement. Yeah. That's why he needed to run away, and that's why he needed to raise a lot of cash. Well, didn't they actually get married? No. No, they didn't no. get married. Grandma was uh, the one thing she wanted to, she still had she left to stay alive for was, was their for wedding, the wedding. Which, which is a lot of pressure. Yes, all that's right? what it was. I watched the five-year engagement. All those grandparents died. It is not uncommon. Yeah. Betty gets all emotional, runs off, and Jughead's like, I'm following, I'm not staying here, this messed up. This old woman is going to bite me with her vampire fangs. He was freaked out. 
And then Mama Blossom shoves Cheryl into her bedroom and is all like, goes off at her and is like, I'm shipping you off to boarding school tonight. You don't get anything in your life anymore. You're terrible. You're horrible. She would ship her off to boarding school if any would have her. But she is definitely off the uh, uh, Vixens team. See, that's a problem when you only watch the episode once. Then we cut to Archie at Pops with Valerie. And she's all, he's all mopey about, my music's bad. He thinks it's bad. It's nice, but he said nice. And you know how he said nice. And she just calls him out on his bullshit and is like, (laughs) when Grundy said it was good, he thought it was good. When he's saying it's bad, he thinks it's bad. What, like, make up your mind. Grow a spy. Have have your own opinion. I'm not going to mope here with you. It's it's been a several episode thing, sort of like low key, but Archie has some real self esteem issues. It does. Like in in last week's climax, his plan to smooth things over was to throw himself under the bus. Yeah. In episode one, he couldn't be like Betty's romantic partner because he's not good enough for her. Yeah. Poor Archie Kins. Yeah. Uh, so then Betty confronts uh, her dad at home, who mm-hmm. she dragged out of the memorial. And asks if he knew that they were engaged. And he did. And he did. And then he he goes off at Betty uh, about what she doesn't understand. And especially about the Blossoms. There's some Hatfield and McCoy shit going on here. (sighs) Apparently, Cheryl's grandfather. Cheryl's great-grandfather. Great-grandfather murdered Betty's great-grandfather. They were in the maple syrup business together. <laughs> the, the maple syrup business. But suddenly, the Blossom great-grandpa didn't want to share the profits, so he murdered him. And stole the maple syrup rights, and that's why the Blossoms are loaded like woe. <laughs> and that's why the Coopers were almost ruined by the Blossoms. <laughs> this- maple syrup murder this ancient mansion with their own cemetery (laughs) in the backyard (laughs) is built on maple syrup funds (laughs) maple syrup blood money (laughs) it's all sticky in the end the blood of the trees and the blood of the men mingling lying together Filling our coffers. I mean, they do film this in Canada, so I guess it makes sense it's maple syrup, but... <laughs> like, of all the fucking commodities... Maple syrup! If, if it were soybeans, it would be less ridiculous. <laughs> Soybean murder. <laughs> See, it's more sensible. <laughs> like, this... you, you expect this to be an oil town all of a sudden, but they don't have oil. They just have rather nice trees. Is that why? Did, Be- did Betty secretly, like, know? Is that why she was pouring maple syrup on top of, uh, what's his name? Yeah, is that why it's Like, the maple s- syrup murder? The slut-shaming thing is, like, I, I exert dominance over you. Financial power represented I'm... by my syrup. Yeah, like, what? So so then we... So, so we have to move on from the syrup so, revelations. Yep, yeah, we do. Otherwise, we're just going to keep saying maple syrup again and again. Maple syrup! Maple syrup! So then Veronica's with her mom, <laughs> and her mom is like, I need to tell you about something that happened in the diner. We don't actually see this conversation happen, but we assume that she tells her about the snake. 
Yeah. And, and then they have a nice mother daughter moment. You know, it's, I'm so happy that I have a, a mother who cares. Yes. It's, you know, there, but for the grace of family go I after spending a day in the shoes of Cheryl Blossom. Yes. And then uh, we cut to the coach who uh, decides to make Archie captain, but Archie won't take it. No. He, he's like, I can't be captain. I, I can't be, I'm not in this. 100% as a captain, it needs to go to someone who, who is, yeah. like Reggie. Because Reggie's I, there 110%. And Coach is all like, well, are you, are you leaving? Like, are you not playing for me? And he's like, no, no, like, don't, I hope you won't cut me. I want to do this. I just can't be the captain you need. My heart's not fully there. And so then Reggie gets to be captain, and it's actually very sweet. We cut to Cheryl. Yes. At the family graveyard, watching her mother plant... Plant lilies? Yeah, like a type of lily at the thing with grandma in her wheelchair. And then suddenly there's ghost Jason like mm-hmm. standing behind grandma, which is another reason why I think grandma's dead. <laughs> and Cheryl isn't even there. She's like 80 yards down. Yeah, like there's like mist this. between them. <laughs> Cut to Jughead and Betty talking. They, they got to pool their evidence, compare their theories. And Betty tells them all about how her... The stuff she found out about her dad and Polly. Jack had asked the question of how far would he go to protect Polly? Yeah. And 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 Betty starts to piece it together. Whoever stole the murder board yeah. and all the evidence, somebody who wasn't at the drive-in. And apparently this town is small enough you can take attendance at the drive-in. Yes. And she knows her dad wasn't there. Yeah. Th- their conversation continues as voiceover as we see Father Coop Coop. Looking through the stolen evidence. Yeah. And then they say, we need to talk to Polly. (laughs) As uh, Betty puts uh, her own family as a node on the murder board. Yeah. Yeah. And we still learn nothing about where Jughead's living. (laughs) Nothing. Who says that Jughead does sleep anymore? Now that he is one of the night black. I mean, his pops twenty pops isn't twenty four hours. Veronica's mom was closing it up. Like he couldn't just stay there all night and drink coffee. He was waiting for her to close up, so then he could. So sneak did he in. leave the snakes so, to try to get her to leave faster? Was yes. that that? Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Maple syrup. Maple syrup. Maple syrup. <laughs> Maple syrup murder. That sure was an episode, though. What was your favorite pop culture reference in it? My favorite one was when Veronica says to Betty that you're positively radiating Nicholas Sparks <laughs> in regards to her going on a date mm-hmm. with Trev. And she's just beaming. Yeah. On this fake date. Yeah. It's the closest thing she's had to a real date all season. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I think that was my fave. Uh, I'm going to go with Jughead, like clutching Betty from behind and whispering over her shoulder when they get su- <gasps> yeah. when they get surprised by possibly ghostly grandma. The horror! The horror! Yeah, that was a great moment. But yeah, just Jughead pumping the brakes on the whole episode to, to not only insult this poor elderly woman. <laughs> She's a ghost, it's fine. But also do a shout out to the title of the episode in a sort of semi-fourth wall break. Yeah. If you haven't noticed, all the episodes are named for films. Of course, uh, Heart of Darkness started as a book. Uh, I think some of the other films might have as well. But yeah, there you go. The horror. (laughs) 
So I thought we, we'd spend our uh, segment where we learn a little more uh, to talk about Reggie Mantle. So, darling, as our resident Archie Comics expert, uh-huh. why don't you tell us about uh, the, the page-to-screen transition of one Reggie Mantle? Well, in the comics, Reggie is a jerk. Reggie is a jerk. He is a jerk. He is very self-centered, mm-hmm. thinks he's the best. He thinks he can get all the ladies. And a lot of times it goes back and forth between the ladies being interested in him and the ladies also, like, knowing he's a jerk. <laughs> and, but, That's the thing. Ladies talk to each other. You got to yeah, remember that. Yeah. Reggie in the comics also kind of always has it out for Archie as well. He's uh, Archie's rival. Yeah. For a while he had a, so, uh, a title named Archie's rival Reggie. <laughs> Yeah, so he he's always uh, playing tricks, but there have been some comics too where he you know turns around a little bit mm-hmm. and realizes oh that was bad or I'm kind of a jerk or other people come to his rescue and then he's nice for a little while. Mm-hmm. One thing that is definitely part of Reggie's character in in the source material is that his family owns the local newspaper. Yes. Um, instead of the Coopers, in this case. Yes. And uh, they are the second or third wealthiest family in Riverdale. Yes. Depending on whether the Blossoms are in this story or not. He is, though it's not quite, I feel like it's not as showy as, it's not as showy as Veronica. They're, they're upper middle class and not like cartoon richy yeah. rich rich. I mean, there, he has those moments where he's always like, look at this thing I have, or I'm going to go do this. But it's not like giant mansion mm-hmm. servants. It's just like... Nice car, like really nice car. And, oh, you can get those concert tickets to take the girls out and, oh, this type things. All these things that Archie cannot do. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you think uh, that's translated to the Reggie we see in Riverdale? I mean, it's very similar. Like, Reggie in the show is a jerk. Mm -hmm. We talked about this a little bit before, that it's almost like a bit more like buddy-buddy. Yeah. Like, it's almost like he doesn't quite always realize how much of a jerk he is and that not everyone likes him. <laughs> I don't think he knows that. I mean, Jughead, or Reggie in the comics knows that. Yeah. Reggie in the TV show, it doesn't always seem like he knows that. He, he's a much more specific and focused kind of jerk. Yeah. I mean, part of that is probably comparing the huge wealth of stories to like five episodes, but it's still true. Well, still within these, like, five episodes, so far, like, but so far, the only, like, person he's been, like, straight up jerk to is Jughead. Mm -hmm. Like, most of his lines have come just from insulting Jughead. (laughs) And uh, I I like that in this episode, he is set up directly as Archie's rival. Yes. You see moments, though, of him not being a jerk. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, wait, he's actually a human being under there. It's not just, like... Bro, football. I mean, they're they're competing now, but he knows that they're still on the same team. Yeah. They're going to be playing together on Friday. Like, don't hurt your arm. We still need you to, like, I, do footballs. I need you to catch with that hand. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot that they can do with this character, and I'm excited to see what they do. One thing we've never mentioned mm-hmm. on the show, but now I think we have to, is that the cast of Riverdale is more diverse than the same characters are in the comics. Yes. 
by a lot. Uh, so Reggie is drawn as a, a, a white child, mm-hmm. but in Riverdale he's cast as an Asian teen. Yes. Uh, he, he's not the only example, but he's the only one we've talked about specifically. Yes. Mr. Weatherby, all three, well, two of the three pussycats. There, there, there are many other examples, but yes. And we're finally mentioning them yes. now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Other ones as well. Um, which is really nice to see. Mm-hmm. It's very nice to see. I mean, like, I don't want to say the books are less diverse, but in their case, it's inventing new characters to add to the cast. Yes. Well, which in, they've been doing a case, great job of yeah, over the past couple of years. Recasting pre existing characters. Yes. They're, they're different approaches to the same problem. Yeah. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. So change it up. So that's one difference, I guess. That is a difference. That is a difference. This this Reggie's also really tall. He is he's big. super tall. <laughs> he's a big, big boy. <laughs> no wonder he's so good at the tackling. He's yes. huge. He's he's huge. <laughs> so that brings us to predictions. Uh-huh. What do you think's gonna happen? It's gonna be at least another two episodes till they tell me where Jughead's fucking living. We're going to find out that all the Blossoms are ghosts. They can't all be ghosts. They can't. Or... Except Cheryl. Yeah. Yeah, she... Everyone else is dead. Cheryl has to be alive or she wouldn't be missing her brother so much. Everyone else is dead. Even her mom. And dad. They're just ghosts. See, the thing is, though, Jason died off the family property. Thus, his ghost can't live there. It's American like, Horror like, Story rules. Like grandma and all that. So he could just appear, but she can't talk to him because he didn't die there. And that's why her family's so upset is because they all can't be together in the afterlife that's, in the family graveyard. That's why they have the family graveyard. That makes too much sense. Yeah. I, I hate it. I hate that it makes too much sense. Um, so there's that. Okay, uh, um, I got one. Okay. Betty's dates, Betty's fake dates are going to turn real. She's going to start actually dating this boy. Yeah. Yes. Val and Archie will kiss. Oh, hell yes. A lot. A lot. Yes. Betty's mom was not at some sort of lady journalist conference, as we're told. No, she wasn't. She was actually fabricating or destroying evidence. Probably. She's framing someone or she's doing something shady. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I guess my big prediction is uh, all ghosts. All ghosts. They're very upset because he can't haunt the family dwelling. I mean, it, it's obvious that the Archie's going to win over this music coach. Yes. But the way he does it is going to be in some sort of street fight. A <laughs> street fight. <laughs> and all of his punching bag skills are going to come put, to bear. Put, 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 put. I feel like... Jughead and Archie are going to, like, punch each other. Jughead will die. If Archie punches him, Jughead will die. Something's going to happen that makes him snap, and he punches him, and then they have to, like, repair their friendship, like, again. Something that could happen Mm -hmm. is Cheryl runs away and, like, takes refuge with Veronica. That's something I could see. Yeah. Yeah. Because of those maple syrup wars. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's my prediction. Uh-huh. By the end of the season, Jughead is going to be like living. He's going to stake a claim in like a, some wilderness somewhere. He's he's going to find a little place of his own, mm-hmm. and he's going to strike a rich vein of maple syrup, <laughs> and he's going to get one of those like 
grasshopper pumps uh-huh. to to sell barrels and barrels of his maple syrup. And claim. then he can bail Jellybean out of jail because she's in juvie. We predicted that, and I still believe it. He's going to buy Rose Thorn Mansion or whatever, whatever it was called. Thorndale. Thorndale, and demolish it with all of his maple syrup money. And That's then, my prediction. And then, like, cover it in it so the ghost can't get out. <laughs> the, the syrup steals in the spirits? Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. So, uh, now is the part where we're going to talk about the trailer. Uh-huh. Some trailer predictions. So, again, if you uh, are a person who counts trailers as spoilers, stick your fingers in here and go la 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 la, la, un- la, la. until we talk about some exciting things at the end. So, in our trailer, we see Archie choking up at a mic. Yes. Some sort of musical performance. Yes. yes. We see a young blonde woman being carted yes. away in a mental hospital uh-huh. institution looking situation. Yep. We see Betty perhaps confronting her father. It's, select, it's edited to make it look like she's asking him if he killed Jason. Yes. Don't know if that's misleading or not. Yeah. There's also a shot of Valerie being very upset for Archie. Yeah. Which I think is just, like, bringing them together. I Yeah, I mean, Valerie and Archie have dated a bit in the books. Yeah. This is a thing. Yeah. It, it, this could be a thing. Yeah. I Not that they're that beholden to them. No. But it lends credence. Yes. There were just a lot of shots of Archie, like, freezing up. Mm-hmm. That was the majority of the trailer. I gotta say, so far, the only trailer that's been really explosive is the one that led into last week. So the two-week-old one. Yeah. I mean, they're nice, but it's nothing like, oh my god, Ms. Grundy is a dead woman. The trailers are very fast-paced. Yes. It's very hard to get much out of them. <laughs> Other than Grundy's dead. Hey, folks, take your fingers back out of your ears. We have exciting things. Yeah, we got exciting things. Where are the exciting things? Uh, for one, this isn't just some podunk operation. You can find us on iTunes. Hey! You can find us on Stitcher. Ooh! In addition to our SoundCloud page and, and our RSS, which you may already be using to, to listen to us. Thank you very We're much. We're fancy now. But now it's so much easier for people to find us. You can give uh, people our iTunes store link. What? And they'll just add them to their mobile devices and listen to <gasps> us on the train or whatever. Fancy. Or while they're working out punching bags like Archie. Punch, 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 rock. Speaking of, one of the best ways you can help us find those ears is giving us a rating or review on iTunes. Somebody already did. Hey! And then they said very nice things about me. And nothing about me, you jerk. <laughs> so rude. I'm the best. I think I have the best predictions. <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> well, we'll wait to see if any of them come true. Well, if they don't, like, I should be one of the writers for this show. Season two, give us a job. I got ideas. Syrup seals in the ghosts. Yeah. It'll, like, harden, and then they can't get out. He'll Then he'll, like, pave over the syrup, so, like, it really can't get out. And then Cheryl can wander life free from the ghost of her family. Yeah. She can turn over a new petal because it's all roses and cherries with her? Yes. Okay. Yep. Well then, I'm Grant. And I'm Elena. And from us here at Sex Archie, maple syrup. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, won't you please? Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, won't you please?